and it seems like all we're doing is talking the same topics, but it's because things are getting pretty desperate for many New Zealanders out there. National has slammed the government's decision to lapse and refund 50,000 temporary visa applications. Immigration spokesperson Erica Stanford says it's further evidence this government has no plan to reopen New Zealand up to the world post-vaccination and isn't listening to the desperate calls from businesses for international labour. Immigration lawyer Alistair McClymont was on with Mike Hosking this morning on the Mike Hosking Breakfast, and he said the government's decision has nothing to do with COVID. It's all about the ideology of closing off New Zealand from the rest of the world. It basically comes down to political ideology. There's a belief that um, we don't need migrant workers. Uh, we need to create jobs for New Zealanders. And they promise to reduce migration by 20 or 30,000. It's really got nothing to do with COVID whatsoever. It's a perfect opportunity to cut out the essential skills work visas, um, applicants that employers need, um, and to try and force the employers to hire some imaginary and illusory New Zealand workforce, which doesn't exist. The people that are going to be affected the most are, uh, you know, these essential skills work visas. So it's employers who are desperate for workers and just can't get them in. And we see this now where businesses are closing because they simply don't have staff. That's right. I mean, we've got a number of hospital businesses that are closing for a couple of weeks just to give their overworked staff a bit of a breather. We've got businesses that would have increased their capacity and production, they've told us, on on. News Talk ZB, but they can't because they simply haven't got the skilled staff they need. We've got people who say, yes, we could be building houses faster, but we simply do not have the staff to do the job. And we have talked and talked until we're blue in the face about the desperate need for more workers to either have their visas extended or be granted entry to the country so that businesses, in some instance, can survive and in some instances, thrive. Every single sector of the economy is crying out for workers of every shape and hue and skill and level of experience. You, every so, I mean, I, I don't know how many sectors we've covered when, when the owners of the companies or the MDs of the companies have rung in and said, look, we're desperate for workers. Can you just put it out there? Anybody? Who are you looking for? Anybody that can turn up on time and not be full of drugs. That's basically the criteria. If you're reliable and you're not full of drugs, sign on. Trade Me, I was saying this yesterday, saw 80,000 job vacancies, the most job listings they've ever had, up 25% when compared to the same quarter in 2019 prior to COVID-19. So that's over a quarter that 80,000 jobs advertised. And yet, as Alistair, the employment lawyer, says, the only people we have to fill these jobs are the ghost workers who eat their ghost chips at Smoko. And yet, and yet, and yet, we come back to the way COVID has exposed a tale of two New Zealands. There are plenty of people who are quite happy to keep the doors closed to, in inverted commas, foreigners. They don't want foreigners here. Foreigners are responsible for all of New Zealand's social ills. They are most definitely responsible for the stratospheric house prices in the minds of these New Zealanders. Now, these New Zealanders are not business owners. They're not forging their own destinies. They're not trying to keep their companies afloat so that the few people they do employ can keep their jobs and look after their families. 
the ones I've heard on the radio who are absolutely all right with us being the Gloria Vale of the South Pacific are those on pensions, those on benefits, those employed by the government, or those with pre-existing health conditions who live in terror of being exposed to COVID. They've had the fear of God put into them, and they're quite happy with keeping everything shut. But we need profitable businesses to fund New Zealand Inc. We cannot keep shaking the Wellington money tree forever. It's threadbare at the moment. There's not that much left on it. Even if Treasury's forecasts are miles out, we all intuitively know that the money we're borrowing to keep New Zealand afloat has to be paid back. And it has to be paid back by people who generate income, not people who suck it out of the system. And these people can only generate income if their businesses are productive. And if they can't get the workers they need to grow their businesses, they will become less productive. And there will be less money to pay pensions, pay civil servants, pay back our debt. We do not have to have wholesale, wholeness bolus immigration allowing every man and his dog to come into the country, buy up our housing stock and bugger off, never to live here again. We don't want those sorts of people. But we do want people from anywhere in the world who want to live here, who want to have a stake in the community, who want to raise their families, who want to add their skills to New Zealand's skill set so New Zealand Inc. can grow and prosper. Surely we can put boundaries around who comes into the country. Just to shut up shop and close New Zealand for business spells its inevitable demise.